She was standing by the sliding glass doors that lead out to the little balcony. I just want Perry home, that's all. Ellen Lang's eyes went from Janet Simon to me, sort of like the Pinocchio clock. Mort will settle for McDonald's. He'll let Perry stay up all hours. I cleared my throat. Mrs. Lang, I don't bill by the day. I charge a flat fee, exclusive of expenses, and I get it in advance. You're looking at about two grand here. Why don't you wait? Yes, Ellen Lang said. She looked relieved. I'm sure you're right. Bullshit, Janet Simon said. She turned away from the balcony to sit in the other director's chair. That's not right, and she knows it. Mort's been threatening to leave her for almost a year. Mort treats her like a sap. He runs around. He's even hit her twice that I know of. Now he's taken their son and disappeared. She wants her son back. Miss Simon, I said evenly, as much as I'd like to lick chocolate syrup off your body, I want you to shut up. Ellen Lang said, Oh my, who do you think you're talking to? Janet Simon said. A woman who's very concerned with her friend's problem, but a woman who right now is acting like a royal pain in the ass. If the sexual nature of my comments surprised you, it's only because I needed to be shocking to get your attention. She chewed at the inside of her cheek, trying to decide about me, then nodded and took her seat. Also, I said, I find you devastatingly attractive, and it's been on my mind. She leaned forward and said, Eric told us you had a partner. Maybe we should speak with him. Fine by me. Janet Simon looked at the door beneath the Pinocchio clock. Is that his office? she said. Uh Uh-huh. Well? Well what? Aren't you going to introduce us? Nope. Janet Simon stood up, steamed over to the door, and went through. After a while, she rejoined us. That's no office, she said. There's no desk, no furniture, nothing. What kind of office is that? Italian modern. She cocked her head a little to the side. Eric said you'd be like this. Eric. How do you know Eric? I smiled, Mr. Sly. We worked together when I was in the legal department at Universal. That brought it back. Eric Filer, three years ago. He said you found some film negatives for him. He recommends you highly. My man, Eric. He also said you were like this. Were you ever a dancer, I said. If she wanted to smile, she fought it. She took out a pack of Salem lights, lit up in the office, but stood in the balcony door, blowing smoke out over West Hollywood. Listen, Mrs. Lang, I said, turning back to Ellen, I don't know if Mord is going to call or not. A couple hundred women have sat where you're sitting, and usually their husbands call. But not always. You're going to have to decide which way you want to jump. Ellen Lang nodded. Pinocchio's eyes shifted back and forth a few times. Janet Simon smoked. After a while, Ellen Lang took two photographs out of her purse and put them carefully on the desk. On Friday, Mort always picks up Perry from school. Perry goes to Oakhurst and the girls go to Westridge. That's Cindy and Carrie. Fridays, Perry gets out two hours earlier. Only this past Friday, they never came home. I tried all weekend to find Mort. 
I phoned Oakhurst Monday, but Perry wasn't there, and I phoned again this morning, and he still wasn't there. They'd been gone for four days. I looked at the pictures. Mort was four or five years older than me, balding on top with a round face, thin, lifeless hair, and skinny arms. On the back of the pictures, someone had written, Morton Lang, age 39, 5'11", 145 pounds, brown hair and brown eyes, no visible scars or tattoos, mole on right forearm. I wrote that, Ellen said. God bless television. The other picture was a wallet-sized school photo of a little boy who looked like a smaller, less worn version of Mort. Perry Lang, age nine, four foot eight, sixty-four pounds, brown hair and brown eyes, no visible scars or tattoos or moles. I put the pictures on the desk, then opened my right top desk drawer and took